1: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 486 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. Episode 486 is our short topics episode. So we thank you for coming in and listening to that. And uh, we really appreciate you all being here. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves and then we'll talk about some short topics. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO.
1: And I'm Bill, NE4RD all right so i guess we don't have a lead topic i have a lead topic <laughs> from for me personally so um oh and then now the dogs of course decide they want to start barking so
3: that's okay <laughs> we can't hear them oh no, no, no that's good
1: well <clears throat> if they run down the hallway and into my office that might be a different story <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah thanks to tony k4xss who was looking at the right place at the right time he found me some he found me a duplexer so i'm all excited now yeah <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> got a set of
3: cans yes
1: <laughs> so looking forward to getting those in and getting things rolling and getting my repeater on the air getting the antenna up in the air i mean it's on the air now it's just not not that anyone can use it except me so i was running it on 70 meter or 70 centimeters i switched it over to the my two meter allocation today and uh so as soon as the cans come in and i get the get the thing wired up and get the the push-up tower up in the air then we'll be good to go so Sweet. that's cool all right so let's get into our real topics and we always start with amateur radio so let's talk a little bit more about amateur radio and since we're all like huge contesters around here not <laughs> uh we'll let bill tell you all about sweepstakes season
3: that's right it's sweepstakes seasons and we're not talking about the publisher's clearing house this is the AWRL november sweepstakes this is what i like to refer to as the kickoff to contest season and i think uh uh, must be more than one person agrees with me because I saw it as the, uh, contest season, uh, uh, kickoff for uh, the QST magazine for this month too. So yeah, this is, uh, this is the good time. This is when uh, all the big contests happen. I think we just had, uh, um, a CQ contest this weekend, single sideband. So that was, uh, that was going on, you know, making all the, the single sideband noise, you know, people with microphones actually working the bands, which sounded really good, uh, this weekend. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, uh, the sweepstakes is coming up here in, uh, just a weekend for the, uh, for the first full weekend is the CW1, uh, November 5th through the 7th. I know we don't like doing dated stuff on here, but, uh, I, I cheated anyway. We're going to do it. <laughs> and of course, this runs, uh, 160 through 10, uh, no work, of course. And the goal is to get a clean sweep and, uh, and have fun. That's 84 sections between the U.S. and Canada. And it's always a, always a good, fun contest. And if you don't do CW this first full weekend, uh, there's a phone contest, uh, the third full weekend in November, November 19th through the 21st. And again, this is, uh, this is a good, good fun U.S. contest, uh, uh, good time to test out all the antennas and everything else and, and make sure, uh, it works outside of, uh, the FT8 band. So you're, uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, uh, having some fun here starting up, uh, real soon.
1: All right. Sounds good. I've been doing a lot of ft 8 the higher bands, the higher up stuff, like 15, 12, and 10 have been sort of on fire lately, so it's kind of nice.
3: Yes, yes, they have
1: been. <laughs> Working, well, you know, 6, 6, I guess, is sort of done for now, because I haven't seen anything on 6, but 15, 12, and 10, definitely awesome at the moment. All right, so moving on, let's uh, have Cheryl read the next one, assuming she's anywhere near the microphone.
0: I am. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. Sorry, my windows were buried. So, no problem. So, our, our next story is December is Youth on the Air month. The entire month of December, several youngsters will become active with Yoda as a suffix in the call sign. The idea for this is to show the amateur radio hobby to youth and to encourage youngsters to be active on the ham radio waves. Give a demonstration in a school or a local club, gather together with your friends, grab a pizza and make some QSOs, or enjoy a great pile-up. Let us all show this great hobby to the world. Feel free to make a QSO with the youngsters. They're happy to get some attention and exchange information. Licensed and unlicensed youth will be making QSOs. Be aware this could be their first radio contact ever and give them the chance to experience a possible new hobby. And this came came from Ham Yota.
3: Ham Yota, yeah. Yota. (laughs) Yota. (laughs) Y-O-T-A (laughs) Yota. (laughs) Yota.
1: May the ham fall fo- well no, I'm I'm totally screwing that up, so I'm not even gonna do that anyway. May yeah. the bands
3: be with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hmm. Bands be with
1: you, yes. Or something. Okay. Yeah, my my Yoda sucks. I, I understand. CQ or not CQ <laughs> There is no CQ. Yo uh shakes <laughs> Yoda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to ham radio gamification, or is that gamification? Gamification. Gamification. Okay, should have known that. But setting operating goals has been useful for me. Oh boy, it's a blog entry. So this comes from. So I'm going to be reading this as if I'm Bob K0NR, just for you know. So it's not me. It's not not (laughs) me talking. K0NR. Setting operating goals has been useful for me in ham radio. They often provide a reason or incentive for me to get on the air and make some contacts. I follow the typical award sequence of worked all states, worked all continents, DX Century Club, and so forth. Over time, I've come to realize that some amateur radio activities include the elements of gamification. Gamification is a hot topic in user interface design, online learning, and other computer based systems. The basic idea is to incorporate gaming techniques into activities to increase user engagement. Gamification can be used to make ham radio activity more fun and to more fully engage the participants, e.g., SOTA, POTA, IOTA, LOTA, YOTA, uh, and all other OTAs. Traditional <laughs> radio contesting is clearly a competition and has the elements of keeping score, having leaderboards after the contest, and having teammates. Uh, yeah, whatever.
3: <laughs> I, I thought it was a, just a time appropriate topic to bring in just because we uh, just talked about. Uh, uh, logbook of the world and, uh, getting, uh, you know, all that wallpaper and stuff like that. So I thought this was, a just a fun little, fun little blog post by, uh, Bob over there. And, uh, yeah, it's very true. I mean, that's the whole purpose of these, uh, summits on the air, parks on the air and whatnot, you know, is to collect, collect things, you know, like you're stacking a, a, a deck of cards or collecting stamps or something like that. It, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely a fun way to get involved in something and gives you something to, uh, you know, kind of look forward to kind of earn earn little badges and whatnot, but you thought you weren't into any of that stuff, well, you know, I'm not really, but but you know <laughs> other people are, so I just well, thought no, it was no, interesting yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> lots of people are i just i've never succumbed to the bug to be a contester <laughs> I, I like seeing my i like seeing my grid tracker map fill up, but I'm not yeah you know, I'm not like, oh, i've gotta do the c q worldwide or or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I do have like quite a few certificates now. I just, I was uh, letting the theater borrow one of my uh, little desks uh, for a show. And uh, that's where I stored all my, uh, my plaques and stuff like that. And I just realized I got a lot of junk. I probably should have a wall where I put all this stuff, you
1: know? <laughs> uh well, we, we, uh, we all collect things. Believe me that my, my office is so full of crap right now that that could easily find its way to the dumpster. But uh, anyway, all right, so let's move on from amateur radio topics to some open source topics. And we're going to talk about, well, Bill's going to talk about guac. <laughs> okay.
3: Guac, yeah, it's not just for tacos. Uh, Google uh, unveiled a new open source security project on Thursday. So this was a couple Thursdays ago now, centered around a software supply chain management. Given the acronym GUAC, which stands for Graph for Understanding Artifact Composition, The project is focused on creating sets of data about software's build, security, and dependency. Quote, Guac addresses a need created by the burgeoning efforts across the ecosystem to generate software, build, security, and dependency metadata, they wrote in a blog post. Uh, Quote, Guac is meant to democratize the availability of the security information by making it freely accessible and useful for every organization, not just those with enterprise-scale security and IT funding, end quote. Google says the tool will allow anyone to figure out the most used critical components in their software supply chain ecosystem and security weak points and and any risky dependencies. Uh, as the project evolves, Maru loom and Hepworth said that the next part of the work will center around the scaling of the project and adding new kinds of documents that can be submitted and ingested by the system. And this came from the record.
1: Hmm, Interesting.
3: Security open source project
1: software supply chain management, but well, that's yeah, kind real, of like depend upon and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, sounds like you know, sounds it sounds relevant to nobody,
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except for open source developers. <laughs> well, yeah, we have very, very few
1: people who listen to our, our podcast, but
3: yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we're not truly around open source development, but like, yeah, you know, I'm a developer and you, you develop, so
1: <laughs> and, and we definitely know of other developers who listen to the show, so <laughs> absolutely. All right, very good. And next we have 22-year-old vulnerability reported in widely used SQLite database library. Boy, SQLite, it's just it's coming back and back and back and back. <laughs> <laughs> a high-severity vulnerability has been diclu- disclosed in the SQLite database library, which was introduced as part of a code change dating all the way back to October 2000 and could enable attackers to crash or control programs. Tracked is CVE-2022-35737. A CVSS score of 7.5. The 22-year-old issue affects SQLite versions 1.0.12 through 3.39.1. That's a lot of versions. Yeah. And has been addressed in version 3.39.2. If anybody's using like (laughs) 1.0.12, you may have some other problems.
3: Maybe on your Debian 7 system or something. (laughs) Well, no, even that's probably not that old.
1: Yeah, it's probably at least a 2 series. (laughs) Uh, the, the patch was released on July 21st, 2022. The vulnerability discovered by trail of bits concerns an integer overflow bug that occurs when extremely large string inputs are passed as parameters to the SQLite implementations of the printf functions, which in turn make use of another function to handle the string formatting, SQLite3 underscore string underscore vappendf for those really hardcore developers who have been working with SQLite. However, a, su- a successful weaponization of the flaw banks on the prerequisite that the string contains the percent capital Q percent lowercase Q or percent lowercase W format substitution types, potentially leading to a program crash when user controlled data is written beyond the bounds of a stack allocated buffer. Yeah. 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 All all you developer types, you all, you all understood all that. So So anyway, patches have been released as of July 21st. So hopefully everybody's uh, getting current hope. I don't know how far back the patches go like uh, are they patching 1.0.12 probably not um
3: yeah i didn't have to like patch it i guess yeah
1: so <clears throat> anyway yeah sqlite in the news yet again and th- this sounds like one of those really esoteric hard to exploit bugs uh but you know it's there i'm glad they found it glad they patched it all that yada 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 you know make sure your systems are up to date and let's move on
3: yeah and i included the versions that are currently listed inside a jammy uh jellyfish, which of course is the LTS for Ubuntu, and that is three point three seven dot two dash two, which is exploitable, technically, unless that's been backpatched. I didn't check the uh the patch record on it. And the newest version, the twenty two dot ten, uh the kinetic kudu, is at three point three nine dot three dash one, which of course would be patched.
1: <laughs> Bill in the chat has another uh definition of guac. <laughs>
3: Google utilities always collapse. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're always canceled. They're always canceled.
1: Oh <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, very nice. All right, so moving on, let's talk about some more vulnerabilities. Wow, this is all about security issues. Lock down your systems. Take them off the internet. Plug them into the ground you know, or whatever it is, so you don't get hacked. And this one's on OpenSSL, which is something everybody uses. So, so what do we got, Bill?
3: Oh, okay. You don't want Cheryl to read this one?
1: <laughs> uh, Cheryl is not uh, currently
3: available. Oh, okay. No so. <laughs> worries. Yeah, so a uh, new OpenSSL vulnerability is coming. Get ready to patch. On Tuesday, the 1st of November, between 1 and 5 p.m. UTC, a new version of the widely adopted uh, OpenSSL 3.x series uh, will be released for general consumption. The OpenSSL project announced this in their mailing list and through Twitter, also revealing the existence of a new critical security vulnerability this patch fixes. In a twist to the usual formula, the project is giving the world a week's advance notice of the impending patching, and we all should indeed take note of it and be prepared. OpenSSL is widely considered to be part of the critical infrastructure of the internet, among other things, generating the certificates that will allow websites to run over HTTPS. At the time of writing, it also appears that only OpenSSL versions between 3.0 and 3.0.6 are affected. Uh, this critical security vulnerability is fixed in the upcoming 3.0.7. OpenSSL 3.0 is widely adopted, but currently surveys indicate that it's still far outweighed by the 1.x distribution that is mostly out of LTS today and completely after September 2023. And this came from Sonatype.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I'm using OpenSSL 3.0. I kind of feel like Debian and Ubuntu are all still using one
3: could be I uh, I had I didn't check the versions on that one
1: some some <laughs> like super highly patched locally patched versions of opensSL one but yeah. yeah all right I guess it's time to move on at some point but I just you know I just
3: do what's in the repo man yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just install opensSL that's how it works right
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh all right so moving on we're heading into Linux in the hamshack and Bill's gonna tell us about the latest version of Ubuntu because the one machine that I was going to put the latest version of Ubuntu on, I realized I switched over to Pop So <laughs> <laughs> that made it kind of problematic. I my, my Shack PC does have Jamie Jellyfish on it. I just don't feel really ready to move to twenty two ten there yet. But maybe if I feel like breaking everything, we'll see. <laughs> but what what's your experience with the latest revision
3: yeah, so uh just to go real quick uh the open s s l version on Jammy is 3.0.2.0, dot two dot zero uh ubuntu one dot six so I'm assuming it's a security patched version of one dot six based upon that weird version number yeah <laughs> that they have there <laughs> but yeah, i did uh give a twenty two ten uh kinetic kudu uh spin up uh, it was just released, uh, in multiple flavors, uh, over the past couple of weeks, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I, I downloaded the Ubuntu Studio, uh, version of this, uh, the 2210. And it, of course, came with, uh, KDE Plasma and, uh, all the, all the goodies that comes with the Ubuntu Studio, which is kind of their multimedia, um, uh, flavor of Ubuntu. And, uh, yeah, and I, uh, was able to, uh, you know, make the ISO, bring it up in a, uh, in a virtual machine. So I didn't put this on real, real hardware. So it's on virtual hardware and, uh, easily installed again, all the, uh, all the ham radio pure blend stuff that all seemed to come in really fine. And, uh, of course it installed, you know, MySQL for CQR log. So I just installed MariaDB and was able to create a, uh, an empty log file without any problems with CQR log. So you'd still have to kind of. Go around that, that little circle of, uh, installing, then coming back and installing the MariaDB-server afterwards. And, uh, yeah, so I gave it an LHS readiness score of 4.5. It, uh, definitely looks pretty, uh, pretty complete. Uh, some of the notable versions of stuff on there. I did see, uh, uh, WSJTX had one of the RC builds of 2.6.0 on there, which I thought was odd, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Put an RC build out <laughs> in this, uh, short-term support release so and uh like all the uh the intermediate releases this is only supported for nine months so it's supported through uh, july 2023 and obviously by then you'd have a couple more releases i think we get 2304 will be out and then 23.10 of course uh following that so uh, yeah check it out it's uh 22.10 if you like to check out the new shiny shiny uh, they look pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing anything with uh, my system here, but you never know. <laughs> it's always fun to distro hop. So, Well, for some people, it's fun to distro hop. <laughs> so, some people <laughs> like a
1: little more stability in their lives, I guess.
3: Ah, well, what's the fun of that?
1: <laughs> well, I guess it depends on whether you're doing mission critical things or if you're just uh, screwing around with client boxes. But
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is ham radio, right? It's my ham shack computer. I don't mind breaking it every, you know, every few months for fun.
1: No, the shack computer, I don't really worry about too much. It's just that I have to get, uh, if, it, assuming that like the do release upgrade goes, you know, to plan, then there's no issue at all. But the I, I sort of have to be prepared to recover all my log data and, you know, application config options and so well, on. Your so log
3: data is on, on another computer, right?
1: Um, Yes. Well, it's it's in several places actually. I mean, it, it's pretty easily recreatable, but <laughs> yeah, because you're using Cloud Log for your main, but, main log.
3: right,
1: <clears throat> right but Cloud Log is actually running on the Shack PC.
3: Oh, okay,
1: okay, I didn't know that. The database is somewhere else, but ah, but well, the yeah, but the actual web service is on the Shack PC. So yeah, so it can be kind of time consuming to to mess with that if, if something goes awry. But I don't know, maybe I'll suck up and do it one of these days. And uh, as far as release candidates, isn't isn't like everything that's not in Ubuntu uh, LTS or release candidates. So like 23-2304 is like twenty four oh four release candidates. You know,
3: two. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all pre releases of the next LTS. Of oh, the basically. next
1: LTS, exactly. Is my, my point entirely? So, yeah, sure. So they're they all, all, all twenty
3: four oh four pre releases.
1: <laughs> right. You can throw all kinds of random crap into the non LTSs. They don't care. So, all right. I'm not going to, well, I guess, I guess we'll roll this into announcements and feedback. We don't have any announcements or feedback, but I'm going to, I'm going to put out a call to our listeners. And if anybody out there really knows Kerberos, I need some help. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about Kerberos in the future is something I haven't really dealt with until now. And now I need to, and my crash course is going reasonably well, but I'm, I'm finding myself at a, at a roadblock. So if anybody wants to get with me. And talk to me about Kerberos. I would really appreciate it. Um, and with that, I'll, I'll leave. Uh, I'll leave a discussion about Kerberos until I don't hate it anymore.
3: <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> so, all right. With that being said, I don't have any more announcements or feedbacks. So you have anything?
3: I have nothing.
1: All right. Well, I, I think Cheryl is has approached her microphone. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly
0: sorry had to get my computer
1: to wake up well you're here at more or less the appropriate time so right well we'll go ahead and let everybody know that we've come down the end of our topics for the evening so we hope you found some of this informative and at least mildly amusing in any case and we'll go ahead and hit our new subscribers supporters and live participants and we'll bring cheryl in for that
0: Okay, so this week we don't have any new subscribers or Patreons. For Facebook, we had Aaron Phillips. No one on Twitter. For YouTube, we had JM and Paul Bunt. No new mailing list folks. No new Discord folks. And in the live chat, we had Bill, N3AJ, Tony, K4XSS, and Don, KB2YSI.
1: All right, very good. That brings us down to the end of our Short Topics episode. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Whether it was live, like the folks we just mentioned, or whether you downloaded after the fact, and if you stick with the show, then the next episode that's released will be our Weekender. It's the 98th edition of the Weekender, so we hope you'll tune in for that one, where we'll have a random topic to discuss, a bunch of fun, some hedonistic things that we'll bring up, and uh, it will all be a good time. But in the meantime. This has been episode number 486 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO.
1: And I'm Bill,
3: NE4RD73.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreoncom LHS Podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at at infolhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1909 LHS show. That's 1909. 547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.